0: You are listening to the Shit You Can't Make Up podcast, a conversation with friends, hosted by Marisol Sanchez.
1: Hey, guys, uh, this is Marisol. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm always surprised you do, (laughs) but I'm always happy that you do. Uh, This week, I have a fellow author and blogger, um, Corey Kroshek. Did I pronounce that right?
0: Yes, Corey Groshek.
1: (laughs) Groshek. Um, He is an author and a blogger, and his uh, website is called manifestationmachine.com. And thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for contacting me because I think, was it Instagram? Um,
0: I'm not 100% sure. What I've been doing a lot lately is look at who's following me on Twitter and following me on Instagram, and I check out. Their profile, if they've got a link, I check out the link. And if they do something like what you do with this great podcast of yours where I think there's synergy between what you do and what I do, then I'll get in touch. And so that's why I got in touch with you.
1: It's uh, an amazing thing because I lately I've just been getting more and more people contacting me, uh, which has made finding guests so much easier. <laughs>
0: Oh, you know, that's why in the manifestation field, that's what we call synchronicity. Marisol. I know.
1: I can't wait to talk about it. So I don't think any of my listeners um I don't believe I've talked about manifestation or law of attraction or anything in in my blogs and or um podcasts. It's actually something that um I do kind of privately and sort of we kind of touched on off mic was um you know, it's it's kind of woohoo. People, <laughs> the mainstream who's never heard of it, who's not, who's maybe not uh, done some self-help books or seminars or things like that, may have not have heard of it, or, or if they have, the reference is probably only the secret. You know, the movie. When did that come out? I would say that's at least.
0: It was uh the film was two thousand and six, and then the book based on the film came out a couple of years later. Mm-hmm. I think.
1: Hmm. Um. And I have actually some issues with the book or or the movie, so we could talk about that a little bit. Sure. Um. I th- I'm going to describe it the way it works for me, how I'm able to um wrap my head around it, and then maybe you're pr- far more an expert on it. I'm sure. Um. Than I am. Then you can tell me what you know. Your counter to that, but I, yeah. the way I s- I describe, you know. Manifestation or law of attraction is really what you think is what becomes your reality. Um, The power, the energy of my thoughts, um, I've come to believe firmly dictate my life. (laughs) Um, So it has been – I probably have been working on this, I would say, in the last – Three years. I, I watched The Secret many years ago just because it was so, sort of a social f- phenom. I didn't get it at the time. Um, I mean, I got it, but I didn't believe it. In a, what I've come to think about, you know, law of attraction, manifestation, things like that, is that it, people can only understand it or believe in it when they're ready to. It's not something that, you know, just the general public can get disseminated to the general public and they're going to be like oh yeah that totally makes sense um and the way i kind of came to it was really um through meditation through yoga and meditation um I'll, i'll give you some backstory so i got divorced big blow up in my life took it as an opportunity to rebuild my life the way i wanted and so i started getting healthy first it was physical first it was you know i did some triathlete triathlon some Half marathons, found yoga, fell in love with yoga, um, then started really studying meditation. And, and I, I tried a lot of different variations of meditation. And it's a practice. I'm not an expert at any of it. I wouldn't consider myself a coach. Um, I'm certified, but I don't, <laughs> to me, that doesn't really mean anything. Um, I share it with friends who feel they might need it um, or ask me about it. But I, I don't profess to be an, uh, an expert. In fact, it's a challenge for me. It's something that I have to actively practice at. But when I started studying meditation, I did realize subconsciously how my thoughts, my di- inner dialogue, was so so shitty. By the way, I curse. I hope you.
0: <laughs> oh, no, that's that. fine. I do too.
1: Okay, you got that from my title. Um, it was just a really shitty dialogue, which you know can stem way back into my childhood, and you know all the interjects that I accepted to to set a shitload of limiting beliefs. I'm not a good person. I, I wasn't worthy of love. I Don't deserve to, um, they don't deserve financial success or happiness. It was, it was pretty dark. Um, And I countered that with my reality, which was, you know, I'm very successful. Life is good. I have great kids. I'm healthy. It didn't match up, but what I believed was my subconscious. So that took me down this, uh, rabbit hole of self you know i went to therapy different types of therapy and self-help which is you know a billion dollar industry and i read and i read and i read and i read and And they're called different things law of attraction manifestation um but I, i started to sense the common denominators and that's basically where i'm at with it that i practice it um i do um i do a lot of affirmations um and I'm very aware of what I say and um, what I'm consuming is, for, <laughs> again, it's oh, a problem.
0: Herself, you ahead. don't mind if I interject? Oh, please. We can talk more about this later or we can talk about it right now. But I did want to say I have an opinion on affirmations. And personally, I don't think they work or at least I don't do them the way that other people do them. What I mean by that is a lot of people – They'll do the self-talk standing in front of the mirror when they wake up in the morning, Mm -hmm. you know, say nice things to themselves, or they'll write them down. And I consider that kind of the starter kit for manifesting what you want in your life that Mm -hmm. is creating your own reality in the way that you want. Mm -hmm. Uh, The issue I have with most affirmations is, and this kind of ties into my whole philosophy, and uh, we can talk about how this, we can talk about how this differs from what I got out of the secret mm-hmm. and what a lot of people's criticism is, which is that it's all about positive thinking. I don't think that's what the secret or the universal law known as the law of attraction is all about or how it works mm-hmm. uh, so as far as the affirmations go, I just wanted to be clear affirmations in and of themselves from what I've seen and observed and based on my experience with them, they don't work because the process for manifesting is actually a four step process I've actually got a philosophy I call the four C's of success, which is really my personal process for manifesting what I call a life worth dying for. In other words, your dream life. Mm -hmm. And the first step is. Is actually uh, knowing what you want, so getting really clear on it, which is something the secret talks a lot about. Mm -hmm. But the second step, which I don't think the secret really talked a lot about, was what I call conviction. That is really, as you might put it, giving a shit. About what you want. That is really, truly, deeply, and genuinely caring mm-hmm. about the things you say you want. Because a lot of people say they want things, Marisol. They say, you know, I want this big house. I want this nice car. I want this, you know, beautiful husband or wife and kids. I just want this dream life. But the question is, how much do they really care? Would they be willing to stake their life, their livelihood on it to make it happen? And that's my criticism of most affirmations, whether they're verbal or written. Most people, are just paying lip service or you know finger service when they're writing these things down. They don't actually give a shit. And that is why they fail, because they don't get to the next part of my process, which is something I've only heard a couple authors talk about, which is the third C after clarity and conviction, which is compulsion. And even the secret didn't touch much on this, so I'll explain what compulsion is. Now, you know i don't know if your listeners, your readers believe in God, the universe, your Allah, whatever they believe in. I know that there is a power out there i don't have any understanding of it and how the machinery works for making our thoughts and our beliefs into reality, mm-hmm. but I do know that when you combine clarity, the first C with conviction, the second C of my four C's of success, what happens is you get to the third C, which is compulsion, and you may have felt this in your life and your readers and listeners and may be able to relate to a time when this happened for them, where out of nowhere, you just get this idea like an aha moment, a light bulb moment, so to say, where suddenly you feel like you need to do something. You may not know why, and it may not seem like it's relative to the thing that you want, the thing that you were you know, doing your affirmations for. Mm-hmm. But trust me, if you do it, it'll actually lead to the fourth C in my four Cs of success, which is completion, which is the point where you actually take the action and the secret only touched a little bit on the action part which is why a lot of people criticized it that was was,
1: yeah that was my biggest criticism you know it's not just sitting there visualizing what you want you actually have to take action and do something i i I think that's where some people and you know i uh differentiate with mainstream meaning most people that don't know about law of attraction or um the secret right. Here's
0: the key, though. It's not just action. This is the part where I would criticize it. Mm-hmm. It's inspired action based on that compulsion I told you that you would get. If you combine clarity, that's having a crystal clear idea or visual of what you want in mm-hmm. your head and in your heart, and combining it with conviction, which is passion. Like I said, actually giving a shit. Mm-hmm. When you combine that, you get the compulsion. When you do the thing, whatever it is that you're compelled to do, whether it feels like it makes sense or not, it doesn't have to make sense, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. If you do that, that will lead to you taking what I call inspired action. So you don't just want to take any action, you want to take inspired action. And that's really why I started manifestationmachine.com. I'm trying to teach men, women, children all around the world, how to do that, how to put these four C's of success into practice. So instead of just doing affirmations, you know, doing positive self-talk in the mirror every morning, they can actually get these compulsions to happen for them and then take the required action and actually make their dream life happen.
1: All right. Can I challenge you a little bit um, on the affirmations? Because I feel that I I think there's because there's, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books and I feel like I've read them all. (laughs) But um So I hear what you're saying, and I want to break down each one of your steps to see if I understand it correctly. Um, Sure. But I I think affirmations, I I think the different, you know, because you hear affirmations, visualization, vision boards, uh, belief statements, uh, allowing statements, receiving all the, you know, buzzwords that you hear um, in this topic. And I I think affirmation, I've wondered about this and thought about it myself, and I think Affirmations probably don't work for most people. Um, I think that it's for people that might need it if subconsciously, not their conscious thought, but their subconscious thought doesn't like, okay, for me to, man, for manifestation or for any of this to work, I, I feel it energetically. Like that's how I am able to deal, um, know if it's working or something. So when you, I think when you talk about, maybe conviction or compulsion. I'm not sure which of the two it's, it's.
0: The compulsion. It's yeah, that it's, it's like this little voice in you it kind of feels like a whisper telling you it feels right, go in that direction. That's what it is.
1: So for me, it's been sort of like when I meditate and if I, it, let's say I have a big business day ahead of me Um, and this has worked for me is, you know, I will have an affirmation of like, um I'm strong I'm powerful I'm strong I'm power- and I'll just say that in my in my meditation practice and I will feel strong and powerful that day. <laughs> so for me it does work but I don't know if it's necessarily working for manifestation but it works for um the mindset that I need to have for that day. Does that make sense?
0: Sure. Uh, I did want to interject something that I heard from Anthony Robbins, the peak performance coach. Some people think he's a life coach, motivational speaker. He's really a peak performance guy. Mm -hmm. And what he said is that a lot of these people will come to his seminars. There are these multi day, whole weekend type seminars, probably cost a couple thousand dollars. I've never been to one. Mm -hmm. But Tony says it's very common for him to do these affirmations at the seminars, and these people who come will get all jazzed up. They're all hyped up. They're ready to go home, you know, basically kick life in the dick, which is what one of those memes you posted (laughs) recently said. I love that meme, by the way. I think it was on your Instagram.
1: Yeah,
0: that's basically they're ready to kick life in the dick. Grab grab it by the horns, make it submit to them and turn it into what I call a life worth dying for. Basically get what they want finally. But then he says they slowly but surely creep back into that. Same lifestyle, maybe the same nine to five style job they wanted, which isn't anything like what they actually want. Mm -hmm. And so, from the affirmation point of view, it's kind of the same thing where you can jazz yourself up, but then it wears off. It's like taking a hit of a drug and it wears off, and then you keep needing to do more and more of it to get the same.
1: Yeah. I just want to give it a little validity in the for not for everyone, because I don't think everyone has to do, you know, um, there, I, you know, we're all so different. Everyone has different experiences, sure. life experiences, perspectives. So for me, I, I feel that affirmations, and you know, again, this is I'm like outing myself because none of my blogs and or podcasts I've discussed things like this. I think, um, well, I guess
0: that's why I'm here. Then I
1: manifested you. Uh, no, yeah. I. um but that's really where I'm leading my life towards. Um, um, I, the name of my company that everything is, um, filed under is actually not shit you can make up. It's actually called Be Kind to com, which isn't up and active. So don't go check it out yet. But, um, that's the name of my company, which is, f- it's for people like me who, um, that inner child is really fucked up and to help learn to love themselves. Cause that's, the basis for anything, um, you know, to be able, when you say, you know, know what you want, I think that's a step that a lot of people can get right behind. Say, I know what I want. I want money and I want, (laughs) um,
0: see here, by the way, I want to talk about that really quick. You brought up a good point because I'm going to tell you something and I want your listeners and readers to really pay attention to this because Mm -hmm. this is a key of what I teach. Everybody I talk to
1: Mm -hmm.
0: is you don't actually want money. And I'm talking about you too, Marisol. You don't actually want money. Do you know what you really want?
1: Oh, I know what I want. I just said that universally. No, that's not me.
0: (laughs) Well, Well, what I mean is nobody really wants money. They think they want money, but I'll tell you what they really want. It's happiness. Yes. What I did was an experiment. I sat down and I wrote down all of the things that I think I want. This includes, you know, people in my life, situations, material possessions, you know, like a Tesla electric vehicle, a solar powered roof, a much bigger house, You know, some kids in the future, I know you've got three, I don't have any yet working on it. Uh, And what I realized is if I boil all all those things down by asking, why do I want these things, which is really playing into the second C of my four C's of success, which is the conviction, the passion, why do you want what you say you want? What I discovered was that the only reason I want and we want anything is because it makes us happy. Mm -hmm. You know, we could even say chocolate. Why do you want Chocolate. Some people say, I really want chocolate. Well, you don't want cho- chocolate. You want the experience of eating the chocolate, which is going to make you happy. So really, what you and I and everybody else who's teaching people to be kind to themselves or teaching them to manifest their dream life is in, is the make people happy business. Really, all businesses are in that business, whether they realize it or not.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, you know, when you read all these – um manifestation books a lot of them center around money and i i agree with you 100 percent that i don't think people like and this was i a lesson for me because i always um i always came from a mindset of scarcity about money even even if my reality was that i was very successful it didn't matter you know um i was just conditioned to think that there wasn't enough um even if <laughs> crazy um But what I know, what I want very clearly is I want a lifestyle that allows me to live the life that I want, which includes (laughs) having money to, oh, yes. Um, you know, feel secure, feel financially secure, have the freedom to live, um, where I want, when I want. I don't want the, I mean, I have a job, um, but I work from home and I'm very lucky that way. Um, but I would love to eventually, have my own schedule when i want it when i want it how i want it and um and that financial financial security so i agree with you it's not money i I've, I've come to learn that money's just it's just it isn't anything it's something that we use to exchange and bar you know services but it doesn't have the power that we especially here in the united states i think we give it mm-hmm. um what you want like you said is that like what's the lifestyle that you want um, right. Cause I know many, I say,
0: yeah, what's the experience you want? You know, the way, the best way to look at it that I've seen is money is not the ends. It's the means to the ends. What we have in this country and really in all Western developed countries is a epidemic of people who think they want the means to the ends. In other words, they'll say, I want to be a multi-billionaire. And you know, you and I, Marisol, we both agree that would be great because we know all the great things that we could do with that money. I've had an experience on a smaller scale of that over the last year or two. And I can tell you this much right now, money doesn't make you happy, but the freedom that you get from having enough money to pay all of your bills, not just on time, but in advance and to basically go to a restaurant and have a nice burger or some nachos or a pizza when you want,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know—that that is happiness. So while the money, the means doesn't, by the ends, which is happiness, it definitely helps get you there. And I would agree with you that we need money in this country. I wish we did. And you're right. We do give power to the money. We're the ones who basically assign its value to it by valuing it. And we really can't live without it, unfortunately, in this country. But what I'm telling you and all your readers and listeners is when you go about setting your goals, doing that first C of success, you know, becoming clear, getting clarity on what you want. Whatever you do, don't pick money. Dig a little bit deeper. Really drill down deep into what you want the money for Mm -hmm. and have that be your focus instead.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And I I I I believe in that because it's um when I think you say just money, you're just giving power to something that, you Mm -hmm. know, uh I've I know people (laughs) that are very, very wealthy, very secure, and are some of the most unhappiest, um, toxic people I've ever met. (laughs) So
0: do you know the, do you know the story of the gentleman who created the Minecraft game, Marisol? the video game that got sold to Microsoft?
1: I, my, my youngest was a huge, I'm sure she told me something, but I don't know. I'm thinking Angry Birds. Like he's, he stopped producing it at the height of success or something.
0: That's Minecraft is basically the most popular game in the world in the world. I don't, like it myself i don't play video games i used to but i stopped years ago because it wasn't productive Mm -hmm. but basically this guy went from rags to riches overnight he sold minecraft to i believe it was microsoft next thing you know he's buying a mansion that used to be owned by jay-z and beyonce and you'd think the guy would be happy but this is my point about why you have to focus on the ends which is happiness not the means to the ends which is the money Mm -hmm. because this guy got all of this money But then he, and I heard this on TV or on the radio somewhere, he was very upset and was lamenting the fact that he never gets to actually see his friends anymore. They, like most people, still have regular day jobs. And he has this lifestyle where he can go wherever he wants, do whatever he wants, buy whatever he wants. You know, he's hobnobbing with all these other rich people, but that's not what made him happy. But now he's finding with all this money that the thing that made him happy, which was spending time with his friends you know, it's not there anymore because now these friends have nothing in common with them anymore. Yeah. So yeah, money doesn't make you happy. And if you think that it will, if you think, hey, I'm going to become a billionaire and it's going to solve all of my problems. I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to solve a lot of your problems, like not being able to pay bills, you know, not being able to buy your kid, you know, some ice cream when they want, th- when they want it, uh, not being able to, you know, buy some, you know, I don't know, grain-free food for your dog or your cat so they can <laughs> feel better. I I feed all my cats grain-free food. It makes them feel better. You know, so the, the point is, is you'll be able to buy all that stuff. But at the end of the day, are you free? Because if your freedom is tied to, for example, you being able to see your friends who still work nine to five day jobs, and you can't do that, then you're not going to be happy. Yes. Like for me freedom's my number one thing. I don't know about you, but freedom, ultimate freedom, coming and going as I please, doing what I want, how I want, when I want is That's really true. what motivates me to do what I do and I want to help other people get know. that get that option to do that too.
1: Yeah. No, for me I in the beginning when I first started, you know, dabbling in this, I would say it was money. Uh but now I've evolved to I want it's security. Like I my vision and as I, I have this image in my head of exactly how much I want in my account, not for, you know, um, not for, I, I don't need Jay-Z or Beyonce's house or anything like that, just security. I love, I think, based on my history, based on, you know, my mother immigrated here from Honduras. She was one of 12. I tell my children all the time, we're one generation removed from a hut. So I think I crave and want and desire and really work hard towards security um that ability to you know have my home pay my bills early love that good credit um travel and freedom you know i don't need um i'm past the point of wanting or needing labels or or, um fancy cars or anything like that i i pretty much have the life i want right now um I'm, or I'm really close to it. And I've worked on it for a few years, though, which is, is the freedom to work from home. I I get to go and pick up my kids from school every day. I get to be there to hear, you know, what happened and who's talking to who or not talking to who or, you know, what tests they have going on. Um, my children are entering 10th grade in a few days and the little one just started middle school today. And it's been a complete, utter, blessing that I, for the most part, have been able to work from home. Are you still there? Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Marisol? Yeah. Can you yes. not? Oh, wow. Did you go? Did we lose you?
0: No. Are you still there?
1: Yeah. Do you... Could you not hear me?
0: No, I couldn't hear you for a second, but but now you're back.
1: Okay. Sorry. I was just saying that I pretty much am close to the lifestyle that I want. You know, I'm able to work from home and be here when my children... Come home, but and now I'm starting to evolve into what I want when my children move on to college. Which you know, time just goes by so quickly. So let's go. Okay, so I, I, I get know what you want. Step one, uh, be really, really crystal clear on it. Um, yep. Step two, conviction. Would that be like the Passion. energy, but the the feeling? Because that's yep, what
0: because. Combining what you want with why you want, it's what and the why. I always say the what, which is the clarity, knowing what you want, and the why, which is the passion, the conviction, really wanting what you say you want, Mm -hmm. is what leads you to the how. I say the what and the why combined leads you to the how, which is how you're going to get ultimately what you want. So is that so?
1: step two? We're still in conviction, right? Okay.
0: Yeah. So clarity, number one, that's get clear. Conviction. You know, that's actually give a shit. Really want what you want. Be passionate Mm -hmm. is step two.
1: So I would describe that. I'm going to describe it back to you see if we're on the same page. So for you, conviction is what I would call when I feel it. Like when I'm sitting there um, journaling or writing or or imagining what it is that I want, it's not just thinking it. It's not the thought. I know I'm – I can feel the energy. I can feel the vibe when I'm – that- exactly.
0: That's a good word, vibe. Okay. See, that, the way I look at it is clarity has to do with your thoughts. So that's very much what the secret was talking about. Mm-hmm. Conviction has to do with your feelings. So it's thoughts plus feelings is another way to look at these first two steps.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So
0: the combination of those two steps is kind of a thing in and of itself. You have to do those first two. Otherwise, you don't get to step three, which is the compulsion.
1: Okay. And so tell me, what is that action? Like another one
0: that's action comes after compulsion. Compulsion is the secret that really nobody talks about. It's the part that you're not personally responsible for. Um, I always tell people there are only five things in this life we actually control our own thoughts, feelings, which are those first two C's clarity and conviction, our beliefs, our words, and our actions. Uh, But The third step, which is compulsion, happens automatically when you do the first two steps. When you combine clarity and conviction, that is your thoughts and your feelings, passionate feelings, Mm -hmm. then you get to step three, which is compulsion. And the reason why most people fail at this is they don't you mentioned this earlier, receive. Mm-hmm. They don't receive the message. Now, I don't care You know, if you're Muslim and you think it's coming from Allah or if you're Christian, you think it's coming from God or if you're woo-woo like you and me and a lot of other people and you think it's just coming from the universe mm-hmm. in general. Call it what you want. But this compulsion, this feeling in your gut, it's really a gut feeling, an instinct, an mm-hmm. intuition. This feeling – is going to hit you. You're just going to get an aha moment. It's going to be like an epiphany. You're going to know you need to do something. You don't know why. And that's the thing. People need to stop asking why. Mm -hmm. Just do it. If you did the first two steps, the clarity and the conviction, that is combining the thoughts and the feelings. And you got to step three where you're feeling this gut feeling. Like, for example, that you just need to go down the street to this coffee house. You don't know why. For all you know, you might go down there and the man or woman of your dreams is going to be sitting there and you're going to meet them. But that's not going to happen if you don't listen when the compulsion comes so you got to listen to that still small little voice of that universe whispering to you saying marisol do this just trust me just do it
1: mm-hmm. see, a yeah. lot
0: of people don't do that and they fail they never get to actually take in the inspired action which is the last step because they don't listen
1: see i think compulsion yeah i think you're right it's it's a um that's where a lot of people quit um and yes. i in my this is just my humble opinion i feel that that comes from not opening you have to have your mind so wide open to not like you said not asking why just belief like when people say faith or belief again doesn't matter what the deity is or what your personal religion or spirituality is but just that it's what i call faith like for to me it's when i let go it's sort of when i'm like for me i write like i like to write letters (laughs) <laughs> to To um, ask for what it is that I want, and and
0: um, sure, I've done that. I've done that,
1: and it's when I f- finish that um, action of of doing it. It's sort of a like letting go. Like, okay, I, there's nothing now. I'm I'm just. I, it's out of my hands, and I believe God, Universe, Allah, whatever you want to call it, is gonna um, do things in a way. That I I have no understanding of that will lead me to what I need – what I want to happen. Does that make sense? I don't know if I – Yes, that's – You
0: you know what a lot of people have in their head though thought-wise, Marisol, about that? Is this is what happens. They they might even get the clarity and the conviction, the thought and the feeling together and then they might feel that compulsion. But do you know what a lot of people – Think to themselves when they feel it, they they think basically, hey, nobody got time for that, Marisol. <laughs> they say, I got to go to Starbucks, Marisol. Hey, I got to be at work in 15 minutes. My kids are crying and screaming. They want their mac and cheese. Be like, I don't have time for this compulsion shit. Yeah. That's what they say. They're too, busy. I, and I would... they're too busy to hear. And that's why they never actually get around to taking the action, which is the thing that all these critics of The Secret say the secret never tells you to do. Yeah. That's not true. They tell you to do it, but it's kind of an afterthought.
1: I I would even argue that most people don't even hear it. I don't think people are. Oh, sure. I feel this is, you know, and I was this person five years ago. A lot of people exist, don't live. Um, and and exist. you know, why we're such a, a society that has to drug ourselves and um, live such addicted lives to many different things you can be addicted to food to tv i you know and i'm
0: social media social
1: media i i've had my gamut so i'm not judging anyone i but i think it's because we're not living um and we're existing and we're waiting to die (laughs) um and everyone thinks like we're socially conditioned to think okay when we retire this is when i'm gonna you know live the life that I want. And I'm like, I, you know, I turned 40 and my knees started to hurt. My eyesight went to shit and I'm like, I don't want to wait. I don't know what's going to happen when I'm 60. <laughs> I want to start living now. Um, So for me, I think that a lot of people can't get to the compulsion part, the part where, you know, belief that, that um, allowing God or or universe or, or what to do its thing, the f- have that faith because they're not open to it. It's not, um,
0: sure. Marisol, can I give you a great example of sure. how compulsion actually hit me once when I started implementing the four C's successor success for myself? A mm-hmm. uh, couple years ago, I don't know if you remember this, when the Ebola thing was going on in the U.S.?
1: Yep, I do.
0: Yep. Now, at that time, and I'd been working in a customer service call center for Land's End, uh, the clothing maker, Mm -hmm. and I was sitting there writing down all the things I wanted. And one of the things I wanted was to become an investor. And if you go to my social media sites, which I'll recap for everybody at the end of this if they want to get in touch with me, Mm -hmm. one of the things you'll see is that I call myself an investor. And that's because right now I actually have an E-Trade account that's worth over $100,000. One of the reasons, (laughs) thank you. And one of the reasons it's worth that much is because I listen to that gut feeling, that compulsion, you know, when I combine what I want, which is becoming an investor with really, really wanting to be successful at it, I get a compulsion. Like when the Ebola thing happened, I had a very specific gut feeling that I needed. And I didn't have any money really at the time, but I knew in my gut, I needed to open an E-Trade account and I didn't have any money. My gut said, Corey, go to the bank. That was U.S. Bank, a United States bank that I'm with. And they said, use your credit line. I had a credit line. I never use it because it's got a high interest rate on it. And it said, based on my gut, you can call it the universe, God, whatever, was talking to me and said, I don't care that you don't have any money. Go to that bank. You take out 500 bucks. That's the minimum you need to get started on Mm E-Trade. I did it. I immediately turned around Marisol and I invested. I didn't even know how to buy or sell stock, but I figured it out quick. Mm-hmm. And I bought stock in a company that makes, uh, I believe it's like hazmat suits, like to protect people from Ebola.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I bought that. It immediately went up. Uh, I don't even know what it was, 20, 30, 40, 50 percent within a couple days. And I sold it. I didn't even know how to sell it when I bought it, so I had to learn on the fly. But when I sold it, I ended up making $700 in profit. Cool. That was my first trade. I'd never done any trades. The most experience I'd had with the stock market was 401k investing that most people do. Mm-hmm. So that's a great example of you listen to your gut. Now, what would have happened if I didn't listen to my gut, if I didn't act on that compulsion? Well, I, I can tell you this much right now. I probably wouldn't be here talking to you today because it's because – I follow this 4C's manifesting process which I am going to be writing a book about soon by the way mm-hmm. just so everybody knows so they should go to manifestationmachine.com and follow me at my social media which we'll talk about later if they want to you know look into getting a copy of that. Yeah. But um basically that's why I'm here. I follow that process, I get what I want and I actually have in a lot of ways that lifestyle you said you wanted whereas you're still doing that day job. I actually quit my last full-time day job in February of 2016 because I became financially independent uh, not free mind you I don't have enough money to do everything I want mm-hmm. but I have enough money to like I said pay my bills in advance eat what I want you know go out to a nice dinner with my wife when I want to and it's because I do what I'm telling everybody to do I practice what I preach I follow the four steps in my four C's of success process
1: okay so let's let's um go back to compulsion so compulsion the way I understand it is is letting go letting go belief that you know uh listening to your instinct the inner voice uh listen to
0: your gut that inner that still small voice inside you that says do this don't ask why just do it
1: okay so got that so then we get to um
0: the fourth c it's completion
1: i couldn't read my handwriting (laughs) uh completion okay so tell me about completion is that receiving completion
0: Uh, it's not yet receiving is what happens once you complete this process. It's the Mm -hmm. manifestation. It's taking something that's not visible and making it visible in your life. Tangible. Mm -hmm. The completion is the action. And the reason I call the action, the inspired action based on the compulsion, uh, actually doing what the compulsion told you to do completion is because when you take that action, in my opinion, based on what I've seen, and it's never failed me over the last three years, you are going to get what you want because the compulsion wouldn't have happened if it wasn't going to lead you to what you want. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to lead you to taking just one action. It could be multiple. In fact, you may have to take two, three, four, five actions and it could be spread out over a couple months or even years. But as long as the actions feel inspired, as long as they feel like they relate to the ends you're trying to achieve in your heart. Mm hmm. You're gonna get there, and that's why I call that action completion, which is the fourth and final C of the four C's of success.
1: Well, that's a I I I love how I mean I believe that there's a a thousand infinite ways to describe things, and you know I I, I love the way this is so succinct for everyone because I you know I was actually gosh I was just having this conversation yesterday with someone about how I feel that the self-help industry doesn't do a really great job to speak to men. You know, it's, it's the woohoo is very easy for maybe a woman to come around to, but for men, I mean, I'm talking again, the mainstream person who's, who's not woke. (laughs) Um, it, it, there, it needs to be repackaged for them, I think somehow. And I love this. I love that the way you broke it down. Um,
0: Yeah. and by the, by the way, we didn't talk about this yet, but all of this process, and this is something a lot of people don't know, is embedded into a children's book that I wrote this uh, last year. I actually was working on it for several years, probably since April or May, Juneish, summerish summer-ish of 2014. It's called Breaking Away, which is kind of a double or triple entendre. It means <laughs> many things. Book one of the Rabalon series. It's for kids about ages 9 through 12, so it's a middle grade book. You'd probably really like it. Okay. Uh, I don't know if any of your kids are in that range. I know you said one's just entering middle um, school, so maybe.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm writing a children's book right now for that age range. So. Awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's harder than I thought it was. And you know what? I probably shouldn't have made a children's book the first book that I decided to write because writing a book is hard enough. Mm-hmm. But compared to writing a self-help book, which you know is really just a really long blog mm-hmm. for me, writing a children's book and mapping out the whole story from start to finish. And I didn't just map out book one, I actually had this thing mapped out through five books. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And even harder than the writing was trying to encapsulate or embed this four C's of success into the book in a way where I didn't sound preachy. Basically, what I've realized, Marisol, is that not just men, but adults in general who are really stuck in their ways. Maybe they work in the same job you know, for 20, 30, 40 years and they just don't want to hear anything about the manifestation process. Mm-hmm. These people are really hard to reach. They're really closed off. So what I said is, you know what? I'm going to teach this to kids, but That's I'm going to brilliant. kind of do it you know, in an allegorical way. So one person who left a review, I can't remember if it was on goodreads.com or Amazon, left a review and they actually got it. But then they realized that my story is an allegory. The characters, which are animals, most of them are rabbits. That's why I call it Rabelon. It's kind of based on the, the biblical Babylon, mm-hmm. which is this legendary place with the Tower of Babel. I called it Rabelon uh, because they're rabbits. Uh, I use these rabbits to represent people that I've met in life. And in a lot of ways, the two lead characters, the protagonists, whose names are Remy and Rhea, are actually. Oh,
1: Remy, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> yep, yeah, Remy and Rhea. They're actually named after my family's. Pets. okay um they're in a lot of ways they represent me and my twin brother craig groshek who actually runs chilling tales for Dark it's a really great site for like if you like to listen to scary stories with sound effects and really great narrators Um, uh, these characters remy and ria even though they're male and female and that was intentional too by the way because i don't just want little boys to get into this i want little girls to get into it too just like they get into harry potter because you know not just harry You know, but also Hermione. Yeah, I wanted to. There's no race, there's no color, no creed, no religion in my book. It's accessible to everybody anywhere around the world, and I'm using these characters to reach these kids because I want them to know that when you look at the world around you, you know, and this goes for the parents reading the books too, who are, by the way, the ones leaving all the good reviews. I think I'm at like a four and a half star average (laughs) review on Goodreads and Amazon. Mm -hmm. I want them to realize you don't just have to settle for what you see around you, man. You know, isn't a victim of his circumstances. Man was created and woman too to create our circumstances. And I believe you do that by following my four C's of success program, which is embedded into this book I wrote. So, in other words, it's a self-help or personal growth and development book for kids, but they're not going to know that's what it is. In fact, most parents reading my book don't even know that's what it is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I and in- did that intentionally, wrote it intentionally that way so that these kids are going to get this success-oriented, you know, millionaire mindset that they can right. do any- anything they want and not necessarily know that I'm feeding it to them.
1: You know what? I think it's brilliant. I I have a similar idea with the the children's book I'm working on it's a the setting is in a competitive cheerleading because my daughter does that but I what I basically did in the series is took the tenets that I have found in um in my life in yoga that I want to um impart on my my daughters specifically and so like the first book is about really about just self-love self-acceptance <laughs> but right. it's uh, you know not um you wouldn't know it reading it I mean you wouldn't Hopefully, you know, you get it when you read it, but it's not, um, um, you know, that's not how I'm promoting it or, um, but you know, yeah. so
0: it's kind of like the theme. It's kind of the theme of the the theme. See, like the theme of mine, it it actually kind of relates to what you said, Mm self-love. Um, the theme of mine, if I had to sum it up is really, and we talked about this when I got in touch with you, it's my philosophy of faith over fear. And we talked about faith earlier. When I say faith over fear, I'm talking about focusing on and chasing after what you want versus focusing on what you don't want, which is what, another big mistake I see a lot of people making. You know, besides not listening to the compulsion that their gut feeling, which is a big mistake, I see people making decisions based on fear, and this might seem really relevant to you, mm-hmm. Marisol, because I've actually been reading some of your blogs in anticipation of this discussion. Mm-hmm. And I know that you've expressed in your blogs that you've had a lot of fear over getting this blog started, you know, your podcast, getting your brand going. And you know, I just want to use that as an opportunity to tell everybody, you and everybody else listening and who's reading your blog, that what you want to do going into any situation is, even though the fear might be there, I'm not saying ignore it. What I'm saying is, Embrace it and then move beyond it Mm -hmm. focus on what you want on like for example How successful you want this podcast to be you know, and who you're trying to help with it and helping those people versus? You know what you don't want which is maybe failure, you know I know you've dealt with depression in the past as have I Um, Instead of focusing on the on the possibility of failing We need to focus on how we want this thing to end up say 5 10 15 20 years from now Where do we see ourselves? And, you know, that's what my book is teaching. Oh, so I, in that way, it's kind of a self-love theme too, I teaching could, you how to love yourself.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Like When I started in the beginning I, about, you know, what your thoughts create <laughs> is what you create um, about, I guess, in the last two weeks, I, I've i had so many examples lately of this being shown to me over and over again, that I, I believe it's something that I believe in is, you know, one with, um, about the last two weeks, I kind of got triggered into this weird place where I was, I was really focusing on hate. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, just it was, it was, I, I don't know if it was everything that was going on, um, just in in our country or things happening in my personal life. But I was like, I was folk and that's what I was bringing into my life. The more I thought about it, the more I wrote about it. And I, it it was so evident to me. I was like, holy crap. And I actually took down two posts that I had posted up because I'm like, what am I'm putting this out there? And this is what I'm bringing. This is what's coming back to me. And then to another point that you said, you know, the moment I, I went from, thinking of this as a theory to like, holy shit, I think there might actually be something to it was because of my son who ironically is probably the least woohoo child (laughs) in the world. Um, He would listen to this and probably just put his hand in his head and shake his head. But unbeknownst to him, I believe it it works because he's, he's 15 and he's a, He's an entrepreneur already at 15 and he's actually very successful. And one day, oh, yeah. And, and one day I was, um, this is probably maybe a year and a half ago, maybe two years. I'm in his room, I'm cleaning up his room and I just start to notice I'm, I'm looking at the books in his room and it's like, you know, a Warren Buffett book, uh, <laughs> compound interest, just a lot of these like money making books he has nice. on his wall. Um, you know, we had gone to the mint, uh, when he was very, very little. And, uh, he has a frame picture of, of doll, like, I don't know how, how many dollars, but of dollars around. And so I look at his room and I'm like, he has this, like, he's surround him. he's has surrounded himself with visions of money, of success, of responsible. Cause he, he as successful as he is, he's extremely, um, cautious with his money (laughs) he does not separate himself from a dollar without a lot of thought and i i remember just having this like aha moment of like this is it this he unbeknownst himself he has this whole vision board which is his room and he's actually manifesting that life um now of course if i told him that he'd look at me like i'm insane but that's when i was like i started it, it turned the corner for me to be like you know what i think i'm gonna Give this a go. Give this, let's, let's see where this goes. And it, I've been, I think anything worth having is a practice. Anything. I don't think any, I don't personally believe anyone can do anything perfectly a hundred percent of the time. I, you know, I'm a devout yoga student and I'll fall off the mat, um, weeks at a time. Something goes out of my life, meditation, everything. I have to practice. And so I believe this is also a practice for me. Like I fell out of it. Uh, recently, but you know, as soon as I was talking to someone when I was writing these blog, when I was writing all the stuff about hate and just uh, from a really ugly place, um, I was, re- and I started to stress out about money, actually, um, for just, I was waiting for a payment that I wasn't, hadn't received and it was just not coming. It was not coming. And the more I focused on it not coming and not coming, the more it didn't come. And I was having this conversation with someone and I just wanted to get out of this funk. I just wanted to, to, to move out of it. And, um, this, he, um, my friend was just making me laugh and, and kind of, um, starting to get me out of it. And it's like, okay, you know, let's, let's go back. What do you want? How do you do this? What are your thoughts? What are you, and shit you not, the check literally gets slid under my door.
0: Yeah, That's how it works. In fact, uh, I'm going to add to that and say this is a big tip I give to everybody uh, in a situation like that where they don't seem to be getting what they are wanting. Like it seems like there's a blockage there. My tip is go do something, anything else that has nothing to do with the thing that you're focusing on. Because if you're focusing too hard on any one particular thing, you know, to the exclusion of everything else – you're going to put yourself in a position where your emotions, your feelings, you know, that is that thing that gives the energy to your thoughts that actually causes you to get the compulsion. It's going to drive you into a situation where the energy turns negative mm-hmm. and then you're at risk of not actually getting that thing at all. Yeah. You could actually cancel it out. It's like you placed an order with the universe. But now you're having doubts about it because you see it's not coming and it's almost like you're, like you're sitting at a table waiting for your meal to come and you know it's going to be good when it gets there at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. But because it's taking longer than you thought, you start getting antsy and you say, you know what? I don't have time for this. And then you call your waiter over and tell him, you know what? Cancel my meal. I don't want it anymore. It's like you just got up and walked out. Yeah. So whatever you do, don't do that. Do something else. You know, get your mind in something else. I like to go take a walk. Like if I'm expecting some money to come in, it's just not coming in fast enough you know, or if really nice podcast hosts like you aren't inviting me on their shows enough, (laughs) I just go take a walk, go take a shower, play with your cats or your dogs, you know, go get some ice cream, do something that has nothing to do with that thing. And I guarantee you, you know, you're going to feel more relaxed and that relaxation is going to allow this thing to flow more easily and effortlessly into your life.
1: I believe that. I I always go into nature when I need to. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, that was, uh, I, I have those moments all the time where I'm like, you know, what I'm thinking, I, I create my reality, what I'm thinking, yes. how, you know, if I'm want to be anxious and upset, <laughs> I'm an expert at that. Um, but if I want to bring joy and happiness and strength, it's really, it starts with me, you know, and for me, it starts with my morning routine, which, you know, I think we probably have to, have another podcast because um our time is coming to an end but there's so much more we can talk about and um oh yes and i've really enjoyed having you on so thank you very much um so go ahead are you more active on i'm more active on instagram than my other side site facebook maybe um but where what social media are you can they find you at
0: Sure. Well, the first thing I'll go through them quick. First thing I want everybody to do is, you know, make sure they check out manifestationmachine.com. And if you didn't sign up for my email list there, I don't really send out a newsletter often at all or at all right now. But sign up for that if you want to stay in touch, if I have any big announcements or if I do start a newsletter Mm -hmm. soon. Um, If you're interested in my children's book, there's uh, promotions for that all over the website. But you can go to manifestationmachine.com slash Rabalon. That's like the word Babylon but with an R for rabbits um, <laughs> and check that out. That'll take you to my Amazon page where you can check out the audio book, the ebook or the paperback. Excellent. Um, as for social media, my big three are like most people's big three uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you go to facebook.com slash cory Groshek, that's C O R Y G R O S H E K. You'll find me, uh, my Twitter is at Corey Groshek, spelled the same way. And Instagram is also easy. It's Instagram.com slash Corey Groschuk or the handle, of course, is at Corey Uh I actually just discovered Instagram a couple of weeks, but when you go there, you'll see it doesn't look like it. I've been posting like crazy. I love Instagram.
1: It, it, that's, and if
0: it wasn't for it, I probably wouldn't have found you. So yeah, it's really great.
1: That's my my go to. I love Instagram. I, I post about once a day. I'm not as active as I'd like to be. Um but that's uh, I just I I think you can get a sense of who I am and my sense of humor and what I'm into um, from my Instagram. I do have a, a Facebook page that um, that uh, people can come and join. But all that will be at the end. But thank you so much for coming. This went, um this was a very interesting conversation. So and um, thank you because I was actually you know talk about manifestation. I, knew that this was something a topic i wanted to start opening up to on my podcast i didn't know um how i was going to do it (laughs) i was a really because i this is a conversation i haven't even had with my very best of friends it's a it's a private practice that i've kind of um been working on myself and um so thank you
0: no you're very welcome it's a pleasure Um, all the pleasures on my side of the table. I'm glad to meet you. And yes, I do want to come back and we can talk more about this and other things next time. Next time, I'd really love to talk about my philosophy that personal responsibility is the cornerstone of all success. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you all about that next time.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'd actually also like to pick your brain on blocks and how sometimes I feel, um, I can feel the block I'm not yes. really how to get
0: it out. <laughs> so. No, we can talk about that. Well, just stay in touch. Just let me know when you want me back on again. I'd be happy to come back on. I make my own schedule right now and I'm free whenever you are.
1: All right, awesome. Well, thank you so much. So um... Thank you.
0: That's the show. Be sure to hit the subscribe button and share the blog and podcast with your friends and family. Want more Marisol? Check out her blog at com, or find her on Instagram at Marisol's podcast or, of course, Facebook. I'm Sean, the producer, and you can hear me on Dadson, all one word, D-A-D-S-O-N podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcast, or find me on Instagram. We'll see you next time.